What makes me feel beautiful? What makes me feel calm and serene? What makes me feel connected to my body? What makes me feel connected to nature? What makes me feel connected to my intuition? And so this is how we are creating our own individual customized recipe for developing Omega. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years. Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, audio friends. Welcome to The Medicine. This is episode 124, Under the Red Hat, with me, myself, Mimi, and my love, my lover, my king, Chase. What is going on, everybody? How's it going? How are you doing? What are you up to? What are you? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite ice cream? (laughs) So stoked to be here getting into all the goodies under the red hat as usual. Mm -hmm. Back to some relationship discussion. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. Questions we get all the time. You know, we talk a lot about feminine and masculine energies and essences. And we do get a lot of questions around how do I just deepen my masculinity? How do I deepen my femininity? How do I become more masculine or feminine? Yeah, in a balanced and healthy way. Because we've had episodes where we're talking about the unbalanced, like the Karens and fuckboys, which we got got some heat for. um, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. uh, For for using those terms. Um, But they're real. And uh, so we've discussed the unbalanced, out of balance, unhealthy versions. And today is more centered around the healthy versions, the the balanced versions. How do we bring more healthy masculine and feminine into our life in a way that will facilitate growth in the relationship and help us um, really like relax into and sink into our real true essences? Totally. And I think it's not even that like, you know, there are these out of balance versions, which we've gone over. I think it's episode 97. Mm -hmm. And I reference it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll reference it later today when I'm talking about a few different things. But it's there's the out of balance versions that are just clearly toxic. But then there's also just the not as toxic, but definitely out of alignment ways that we all deepen our masculinity or femininity. You know, know, for, for masculinity, it's like, man, I need to hang out with the boys. I need to just slam beer pound my chest let's go to the strip club let's <laughs> golf and smoke cigars and just that's fine there and there's a real importance to having brotherhood and and i'll get into that even today but there's also just kind of like really cheap shallow kind of like dollar store versions of yeah. deepening your masculinity and i think it's the mm-hmm. same for the feminine like 100 oh, you know let's i'm gonna go out with the girl or it's gonna be a wine night with the girls or yeah. like you know bachelorette party vibes yeah um i'm it's gonna a- get a little shitty and see what happens you know there's there's just like a version of 
they're not like toxic necessarily. But it's they, superficial. But it's superficial. It's shallow. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, what you're speaking to, which I will also speak to today, the, the superficial femininity, which yeah. is like, just put some gloss on everything. Right. Just shine up your surface and you'll feel more feminine. Yeah. So yeah, what I'm going to be talking about today is really that deep, rich, feminine omega. Like how do we cultivate more of that? Not just the superficial skin deep gloss that think you like it makes you think that you feel more feminine but is it really like going any deeper than skin i don't know yeah so yeah i'm excited for today super excited guys if you are loving the medicine podcast at all if you've enjoyed one episode one you should go and listen to all of them <laughs> but to help us out share it even if it's word of mouth maybe it's yeah. on your social media maybe it's on a story Mm -hmm. um we so appreciate you sharing we are so intentionally leaning into this podcast and trying to create the best information and content possible we're only growing we're going to be coming out with the youtube channel pretty soon um and so any share any feedback is so helpful it is fuel to the fire that we have uh, for this mission to explore the medicines of this world and how we can all get a little bit closer to love a little bit closer to consciousness and create a lifestyle based in relationships, mm -hmm. relationships with your partner. Sure. Totally. That's a huge part of what we're all about, but also relationships with your body, with food, with nature, with, with your soul, with your soul, with your higher purpose, with God, however you want to define that. And so we are just on a, a mission. It's such a calling to foster a lifestyle of relationship. Yeah. And so yep. if that resonates at all, we're so grateful for you being a part of this and sharing uh, because we want nothing more than to just continue to lean into this space. Yeah, absolutely. This is our our gift, and it's something that we're really passionate about. We don't have any children. This is sort of like our child right now <laughs> <laughs> and our gift, and it, it really truly fills us up. And every time someone shares on social media or send it to someone, you know, like it's just like rocket fuel yeah. straight injected into our hearts. So totally. thank you. We are so grateful that you are choosing to spend part of your day with us here. All right, so before we jump into how to cultivate more balanced masculinity and femininity, I would like to know from you, my love, what you got going on in your cup? Mm, femininity is such an intense <laughs> it word. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on in my cup, we talk about it all the time because it's the freaking best. My favorite version of coffee, King Coffee from Organo, Reishi Spore Infused. Uh, I've been going hard on King Coffee if you followed uh, either one of us, we've been on a, a pretty intense reishi mushroom parasite cleanse that mm -hmm. includes a lot of king coffee because of the reishi spores that are in it. So I'm d uh, deliciously enjoying that coffee and I have added to it something real exciting. Mm. Tremella mushroom, chaga mushroom, little lacuma, which is a delicious like fruit that has really, really low sugar, but still sweetness. Elm bark, which tastes kind of like cereal, but mm -hmm. it's a superfood and it's great for digestion. Got a little sea salt, little coconut milk powder, a little oat milk powder, gluten-free. All of these are organic. A little sea salt. Did I already say sea salt? Did I did cinnamon. say sea salt. <laughs> a little cinnamon, baby. So this little combination may be something that we'll be offering people. It's a latte. It's a little latte mixture that I've combined. It's caffeine-free, but I've combined it with my King Coffee. And uh, I've made just a really, really delicious caffeinated 
mushroom latte. Yeah. Stay tuned because those ingredients that I mentioned will be potentially putting them into something that we can offer the world <laughs> as a delicious alternative to a lot of the garbage that's out there in the mushroom space. So yeah. I am getting really excited and, and we can't share too many details yet, but but soon to come, you'll know all the goodies yeah. about what we're able to gift the world. It was so funny. I shared on my story, like a picture of the canister of our samples that we got of this top secret formulation mm -hmm. that you just shared. Um, and I had a listener or we had a listener, uh, Tiffany, she was like, how, are, how do you guys live as such open, authentic books and share everything that you do? And yet you've been keeping the secret for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, good point. It's a good um, point. Yes, it is. But this is something we, we've been working on for a long time and we are super fired up. We've been working on it for a long time because we wanted to get it just right. And we wanted to, we didn't want to put something out that wasn't top shelf and wasn't uh, able to differentiate itself from other products yeah. like it in the marketplace. And so that's what we did. We kept working on it until we, um, we got it what we, what we consider perfect. Yeah. So stay tuned. Super exciting. Uh, we will share more when we can. Totally. If you want some King coffee in the meantime, uh, you can check out our medicine cabinet. King coffee from Organo is available on our, our medicine cabinet. That's at the medicine.com. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, Give it a go. Let us know what you think. What, my love, do you have going on in your cup? I have a little adrenal cocktail. Mm. I've gotten on this on this train. I've seen a few people that I know and love and trust in the health space talk about this adrenal cocktail, and I've just, I've been, I've been invited by my body lately. You know, after during the the parasite cleanse, and just I feel things are like shaking up. And I feel like my body is really requesting more in the form of nourishing mineralized drinks. Mm. I, I We do use minerals, but I'm feeling like I need to kind of overdose on them. So I made an adrenal cocktail with Organifi Immunity for the vitamin C and vitamin D. And then I have some coconut water in there as well. Minerals from Quinton. And then I also have aloe, aloe vera, mm. water, juice, whatever you want to call it. So the reason why it's called an adrenal cocktail is because it's you're, you're combining a high dose of magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And these are minerals that your body needs uh, to really function properly and function at its highest and uh, really supports the adrenals in a, a really beautiful way. So I this is my first one, and I'm going to commit to having one a day and really support my body that way. So I'm excited about it. Adrenal maintenance. Huge. Yes, huge. I completely wrecked my adrenal glands uh, in my late 20s because I was just nonstop working, working out, drinking, doing a bunch of bullshit, not sleeping. And your adrenals, which are these little just centers for, uh, you know, hormone production are just become exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, some call it adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion, where even cortisol, the stress hormone, which is kind of the culprit for it, for draining your adrenals, stops producing. Like I actually got to the point where I lived high cortisol, high stress, and then it just stopped even producing cortisol. So yeah. Be careful with these bad boys. Give them a lot of love. Give mm -hmm. them rest, yes. baby. Yeah. Give them a little relaxation. Yeah. And so I love what you're doing because yeah. it's so important. Oh, I'm going to get you on the train too. Get me on the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into 
cultivating more balanced masculine and feminine. So you, if you've listened to the medicine, you've likely heard us talk about these different energies and you probably have some idea of what they are and how they show up. But just in case this is your first time listening to us, we're going to run through just a quick overview of what we mean when we say masculine and feminine. So these energies exist for all of us on a spectrum. No one in the world is 100% masculine or 100% feminine. It doesn't happen that way. It's think of it like a spectrum and you fall on the spectrum at different places depending on what your life is inviting you into. So different aspects of your life can invite you into masculine or alpha mode. You'll hear us say alpha and omega uh, in interchangeably with masculine and feminine. Um, so different aspects of our life invite us into sometimes alpha mode. Sometimes we're invited into omega mode, but we all have an essence or um, really like a, how, what's another term for essence? Like your, It's like where your dial is on that spectrum. It gravitates towards one end of the polarity versus the other. Yeah, it's like where you fall when you just are resting and don't have to do anything, where do you find yourself resting in? And we're going to talk more about this too, but it's better to really think of these as modes rather than fixed, yeah. you know, like energies. So yeah. they're kind of like fluid modes. And once you start paying attention to them, you'll see that different aspects invite you into one or the other of these modes. Yeah, it's not a masculine feminine switch no. button. It's actually a dial. Yes. With one end being masculine, one end being feminine. And when we say masculine and feminine, and how we're going to be talking about it today, we are completely aware that you can be female and have a masculine dominant essence, or you can be male and have a feminine dominant essence. For the sake of ease, we're going to be referring to masculinity and men sort of in the same space and fem femininity and women in the same space. But yeah. by no means are we saying that that's exclusively male or female. Yeah, it's just because most women identify as a feminine essence. Most men identify as a masculine essence. But of course, there's overlap, there's interchanging, there's switching. There's We know that all of that exists yeah. and we're sensitive to it completely. But if we just continue to put that disclaimer out every time we say something, we'll never get through a conversation. Yep. Yep. So just putting that out there ahead of time. So for example, you know, talking about these fluid modes, I have a very feminine essence. Absolutely. At my core, I feel feminine. But certain parts of being an entrepreneur invite me into alpha mode or masculine mode where I am driven and I am analytical and I'm single focused. That's more of a masculine or alpha mode that, you know, my job or whatever is inviting me into. Another example would be lifting heavy. Like I like to lift heavy, but you got to be in alpha masculine mode when you're, when you're lifting heavy things, you got to be focused. If you're not focused on what you're doing, you're going to have a plate land on your foot or your head or whatever. Yep. You got to be really single focused in that. And it's just like you're in your body, you're in your strength. Like there's not, I don't think that there's something more masculine than like lifting something heavy with your body. Yeah, for sure. You know, for me, I'm a masculine dominant essence and I wear that hat often. 
uh, my occupation in a leadership position is decision making. It's providing structure. It's providing balance. It's safety. Mm-hmm. And, and the same in our business. You know, I I am often scheduling, structuring, implementing protocol, developing strategy, thinking ahead. Those are all very masculine. And so where I sit in my feminine is more when uh, in my personal life or even, you know, say we, we choose to have a creative session. We might both sit in feminine and sit back on the couch, you know, maybe using a, a, a course or a material and we're receiving the mm-hmm. information from somebody else. We're, you know, we've been doing a course on legacy creation and it's a very creative process. I'm hitting tobacco. I'm kind of opening up my mind. I'm relaxed. My body is open. I'm, I'm receptive. I'm in my feminine yeah. towards ideas. I'm listening. I'm intuitive. I'm not necessarily penetrating and, yeah. and pushing. I'm really receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, the same as, you know, when I, when we do art therapy, it's a creative receptive process to listening to your intuition and channeling when I'm, when I'm in the sauna and I'm, meditating and I'm slowly breathing I'm receiving insight from my intuition or from uh, that restorative process that's very feminine so I Mm -hmm. sit in a feminine seat during those uh, modes although I am a masculine dominant Mm -hmm. yeah no perfectly put and I I love that you were talking about receiving because that's the the yin and the yang is the yin is in energy it's taking in it's absorbing into and yang is is outward energy it's pushing it's penetrative versus absorbing and and receiving so mm-hmm. i love that so how do you know if your sexual essence is masculine or feminine some of you listening may be like i don't really know i've never known so here's a just a quick explanation of each and you can see what feels better to you what you what you feel resonates with who you are at your center, at your core. If you were to get really still and quiet and really feel into not the thinker of your thoughts, but the observer of your thoughts, your soul, your highest self, feel into that space. And so for the feminine omega, this is a definition from David Data, who is a great teacher, one of the goats in this space. He says, If you have a feminine sexual essence, then you will want to be truly seen and treasured by your partner. Entered at heart, opened as love. You want to be ravished by your lover's desire to enter you and merge with your heart. Mm. So I love that. He's so poetic, you know, that can be kind of confusing, but really it's this feeling of there will never be enough love. And when I interact with you, we could have just come off the most beautiful, you know, little getaway. We're having amazing sex. We're connected. We're talking. You know, we're we're just, mm, we're in it together. We come home and we're back in real life and we're, you know, going about our business. Even though I just experienced this weekend of bliss with you, I still want more. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the vice of the feminine where it's like, I still want more. Give me the fire hose of your love. Yeah. I will always take it. That's how you know you have a feminine essence. Yeah. No, it's like you want to be swept off your feet and you yeah. want to be, you want to be held and, and lifted up, you know, like a cheerleader standing on top of those <laughs> like really bulky guys uh, on the cheer squad. Yes. Or, or it's like, you know, you have sex, you have like mind blowing sex and it's amazing and passionate and you both orgasm and it's incredible. And dude guy is done and he's like, all right, great. 
I'm on to something else. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I want to stay and cuddle forever. I literally am like, no, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's okay. Like uh, yeah. both are perfectly okay and understanding yeah. that. And, and so, you know, flipping it to masculinity or alpha, I don't say alpha and omega as much because it's like a trigger for Christianity for me where it's like, I think of, you know, like summer camp, which is like, you know, alpha omega session, you know, weekend of the alpha and the omega where we worship I don't God. even think about that. Yeah, it doesn't so, even enter my mind. So uh, referring it to masculinity, what is, you know, what is a, a true masculine nature? Well, it's driven by purpose. It's driven by direction, freedom, and having freedom in your masculinity is the ultimate goal. You may want to penetrate, like we've been talking about, a project, a goal, you know, even a lover, like you want to penetrate the lover. You don't, you want to approach the lover rather than be approached like in a, in a setting of romantic tension or something. You like to take action. You like to lead when called, s providing safety and structure with your partner. Critical. If you feel natural in that space, that is your masculinity. In sex, you experience freedom by witnessing your partner in her bliss. So like Real masculinity is not transactional hookup sex. That's a very selfish act. That's actually not masculinity. It's kind of a shadow version of masculinity. Yeah. But providing pleasure and witnessing your partner in complete presence and in complete bliss, that is, and you, you get a like a buzz off of that. You find that yeah. enlivening. That is masculinity. You're literally like providing the structure yeah. for your feminine to just freaking dance on. Totally. It's, you are the <laughs> stage to the Beyonce that is your partner. You know, yes. you, you, I will hold up this, this expression of love by giving it a container, by giving it yeah. a platform that they can, they can feel free. Yeah. Thanks for calling me Beyonce, by the you way. You are Beyonce. <laughs> Masculinity is very action based. It's focused on doing rather than being. And logic and taking charge are two critical characteristics. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully that gives you a little bit better of a sense. Hopefully you will have resonated with one or the other. Um, it's totally okay. If you're still figuring it out, probably by the end, uh, you will have even better idea if you're still kind of unsure. So yeah, why, why should anyone care about this? Like we talk about masculine and femininity that's such a word, um, a lot. And, you know, I, I was thinking like, why would someone even care about knowing and really understanding this on a deep level, which could be its own podcast episode, really, and, and maybe we'll do that sometime. But just quickly, when you understand on a deep level, these aspects and these characteristics and how they play together, these the masculine and feminine, it really allows us to first identify and navigate between the two with more ease. So you're not necessarily like shaming yourself or shaming your partner. You're able to identify like, oh, they're really in their masculine right now. Oh, they're really in their feminine right now. And it just, it like turns on a little bit like of a light mm -hmm. in your relationship. And it really helps when you understand more about these characteristics, it really helps facilitate healthy and effective communication, which really leads to less fighting. When you're able to speak each other's language, it, it, it just, things flow better. So, and it also, you know, 
it, it really helps keep the spark alive, which is, you know, better sex and yeah. deeper soul connection. So, you know, we could go on and on, but those are three major reasons why anyone in a relationship or wants to be in a relationship should care about this. Yeah, it doesn't even have to mean, when we say communication, it doesn't even have to mean like your actual words. It could just be the body language. It can be the energy that sh you show up with in the space. By being aware of where you're sitting, like, whoa, I'm in masculine right now. And then by looking at your significant other and being like, whoa, they're in their masculine right now. Mm -hmm. If we try to have sex in a minute, it <laughs> yeah. may not work right. or vice versa. So where this can become, and, and there are times when masculine, masculine or feminine, feminine is actually really helpful. Yeah. Like I was just mentioning, when we sit in a creative, mm -hmm. collaborative brainstorming session, we both want to be pretty feminine. Yeah. Or if we're sitting and we're, we're very uh, driven to outline our calendars, uh, you know, create a project, outline, that might be more in our alpha, ma alpha. masculine. Yeah. So it's just set and setting, but being aware and conscious of to where you and your partner are sitting from an energy perspective is so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump into how to cultivate healthy, balanced masculinity and femininity, let's really quick touch on what causes it to be out of balance or unhealthy in the first place? What could knock it off its track or what could hinder it, uh, hinder your growth in this area? The first one that I thought of is poor examples from our family, friends, and TV, social media that really skew our ideas of how masculine and feminine should interact together or what's normal, what's common. It's like we view these sort of toxic ways of relating and we're like, oh, that's normal. That's marriage. I think that that really uh, does us a disservice when it comes to creating healthy, a healthy dynamic for sure. So, you know, that could be a, a display of toxic masculinity that we just kind of laugh at uh, or this superficial, really glossy femininity that is only skin deep that, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier. I would say the other thing um, that kind of throws us off balance or throws us off track or keeps us in this unhealthy state is um, just not having any idea that these two things exist, that this ener these energies exist within all humans and really the entire universe, like all of nature is masculine and feminine, some, some measure of each. And so having unconsciousness that, that gets us into patterning where we groom our partner to show up as unbalanced as well. Yeah. And their unconsciousness and unbalanced then grooms us to be unconscious and unbalanced and it's like this vicious cycle. Um, and, and we talk about this a lot in the episode 97 fuck boys and Karens. And you, you can see this play out in TV and shows and, and, uh, media of this, the nag mo mother or wife and the oaf like husband or, you know, father, yeah. it's like they're grooming each other to be out of balance. So, um, I think that that's definitely something that, that keeps us stuck. Hey, homie, did you hear that Organifi, the creators of the best and most delicious green juice in the world, now has a crisp apple version? You guys, it is so dang good. I love the original green juice, but this may be my new favorite Organifi product. The apple taste isn't too strong. It's just the right amount. 
So Green Juice Crisp Apple has all the same benefits of the original green juice with a new crisp twist and refreshing taste and only two grams of sugar using organic whole apple sources handpicked from our home state of Washington. Holler! I drink green juice on a daily basis because the clinical dose of ashwagandha really helps support my body's stress response and cortisol levels. And you know what they say, you're either making stress hormones or sex hormones, not both. So green juice really is sexy. To grab your new sexy green juice, crisp apple, go to Organifi.com and remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T at checkout for a hefty 20% off on all your Organifi orders. Cheers and love, boo. Yeah, you know, it's like when you, let's say you you pull a muscle, like you pull a hamstring, and then you start overcompensating on your other leg, and then you get a little injury on your other leg because you're using it so much out of balance. Yeah. And so you start to compensate with the way that you carry your lower back, and then you tweak your lower back, and that becomes out of balance, so then you crank your neck in a particular way <laughs> to get balanced. Yeah. Like, this is the snowball effect of out of balance masculine and feminine energy yeah. as well. You can sit in an out of balance version of your feminine, foster an out of balance version of masculinity, which then reciprocates another out of balance version of the feminine to compensate for that distortion. Yeah. And, it, and it goes on so long. And this is where relationships get years into this and they can still be functional in a weird way, mm -hmm. but you get years into this and then you sit across the table from your significant other and you're like, who the fuck are you? You trigger <laughs> me all the time. Yeah. We're still sort of effective and we're bound by this contract we call marriage. But for us to start peeling back the layers on where we got off track yeah. almost seems like too much. Yeah. And so just so critical is if you're listening is just to like, hey, how can I implement this now and prevent decades of this weird out of balance compensation? Yep, absolutely. All right. Let's get into how to cultivate healthy masculinity and femininity. Okay. So for my first point, um, we are actually uh, taking excerpts or quotes from some of our teachers, mm -hmm. and we are applying our own spin and our own education to them. But uh, so, so for the first one, my first point here, the first way to cultivate healthier femininity is identify your masculine shells seashells by the seashore <laughs> not those kind of shells so for this explanation um i i had to share i could do my best trying to explain this and i could i could probably do a pretty good job but i knew that the best way to explain this was to read an excerpt from the goat himself david data um i shared this expert excerpt in my deep love course recently and <clears throat> when I did the women were freaking like in awe and just total disbelief of how accurate this summation is for the feminine experience I'm, so I'm masculine and I find myself in feminine <laughs> when I when I read David data you know yeah. I, I share some things in this episode as well and it was so hard for me not to just use everything from David 
let's just call him Double D from here on out. Um, Double D. Double D. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for this because it's so good and I love hearing it every time. And I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to change my masculine chills <laughs> after, after hearing this. All right. So sit back. It's a couple pages of, of just diving in deep, just getting into story mode here. Okay. So this is from the book, Dear Lover. As a young woman, you may have dreamt of masculine saviors, horses, pop stars, white knights, any animal or human, real or imaginary, that could take you somewhere new, somewhere magic. Deep in your heart, you felt that someday a man would see your true beauty, your true light, your boundless ocean of love, and take you to the place you always wanted to be. Surrendered open, like the sky filled with moonlight, taken by your beloved into the bright domain of love's bliss. But at some point, you probably stopped trusting the yearning of your own feminine heart. You may have absorbed the anti-feminine attitude of your culture, or possibly your family strongly emphasized masculine values. Maybe your parents found your little sister prettier than you, so you protected your crushed heart with a shell of masculine ambition. My little sister may be pretty, but I'm going to be a scientist. Perhaps you felt how your mother was restricted and belittled by your father, so you protected your vulnerable heart with a shell of masculine control. Nobody is going to tell me what to do. I'm going to be the captain of my own ship. If you chose to be a scientist because you loved science or you chose to navigate your own life because that was your greatest bliss, then such decisions would be healthy and heart-filling. But if you chose to be a scientist because your parents ignored your radiance and your heart was crushed, or if you chose to guide your own life because you didn't want to be hurt like your mother was, then you have created shells built of fear rather than a life moved by the openness of love. As you grow from childhood to your teenage years, you may build yet another shell. You want boys to be interested in you. However, the attractive brightness of your feminine radiance remains hidden behind your shells of fear-based masculine directionality that surround your crushed and unacknowledged heart. So, on top of this acquired masculine shell of protection, you begin to create a shell of superficial feminine expression. You buy the jeans that all the popular girls at school are wearing, checking out your butt in the mirror, wondering if this will get the boys to want you. You spend hours purchasing and trying on not only clothing, but also jewelry, fragrances, and makeup, not as loving adornments of your abundant radiance, but because you feel love lacking. You feel unseen and unworthy because the masculine shell you acquired as a child is hiding the full love and true shine of your heart. Your true feminine heart of vulnerable love radiance, crushed or negated in childhood, has become surrounded by a masculine shell of fear. Because my love light is un inadequate, I'll direct my life towards success so that I am worthy of love. In your teenage years, a feminine shell of fear is then added. Unless I make my surface shine, boys won't notice me. Already as a teenager, the love radiance of your true feminine essence is hidden behind a masculine shell of protective and assertive directionality and a feminine shell of superficial see-me, lack of self-worth, and covert manipulation of men's attention. Perhaps you trust a man and he eventually leaves you. Again, you feel betrayed. So now, again, from fear, you build yet another shell. 
independent career woman. That will protect you from being hurt or left in the cold by a man's untrustable commitment. If your career is an expression of your love, then your heart can be fully offered through your profession. But if you are building a career because you are afraid of being hurt and abandoned again, then fear is woven into the foundation of your choices and your career will always be tainted by doubt, loneliness, stress, and lack of heart fulfillment. Your radiant feminine heart of love may now be surrounded by a shell of masculine impetus because your sister was prettier than you or masculine values were important to your family, which is surrounded by a shell of feminine gloss because your surface is what boys look at, which is surrounded by a shell of masculine ambition because you are afraid of being financially dependent on a man again. These shells may have become rigidified in your body, so your orgasms are shallow and your face creased with tension. These shells confuse your mind with conflicting desires, now for independence and safety, now to be swept off your feet by a dangerous man, now to succeed on your own. These shells block your genuine emotional currents, so you feel stuck, sometimes numb, sometimes enraged, sometimes hysterical. Not very often does your deepest ocean of love light spontaneously emerge as free, unobstructed waves of heart-open emotional flow with the universe or with a man. I'm almost done. <laughs> You want the freedom to dress however you want. You want men to respect you as a person and not treat you like an object. You want men to find you sexy but not harass you. You want a trustable man to commit his love to you. You want a man to give you space and honor your own decisions. You know you are capable of deep love. You hold back your love because your heart is afraid of being hurt again. You move your body with masculine direction to achieve financial independence. You are tired and stressed and your feminine body is aching to be loved beneath your mistrust of all your shells that blur together and neutralize the true sexual gifts of your essence. So when a man feels you, he no longer feels your deep gifts of love, but your shells. He feels your desire for independence and your desire to be wanted. He feels your push and your pull. He feels moments when your heart surrenders to be taken and moments when your protection and moments when your protection shields your heart from being hurt. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. But it really, really does do a good job of <sighs> explaining this dilemma of the yeah. feminine. No, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say dilemma. It's such a freaking dilemma. And most women have no idea that they get into their late 20s or 30s and they're like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so stressed and tired? The push and the pull, the desire for independence, but also the desire to be ravished by a partner who loves you and sees you truly and deeply. Yeah. It's so, it's such a mind fuck sometimes. And when I read that, I remember exactly where I was. I was on the beach and tears just came because it's so real. And I've never heard anyone explain the dilemma of the feminine in that way like David Data. And so I knew I had to share it. So this is what I mean by shells. So when we are identifying our masculine shells, it, it could be feminine too, as we heard in the book, but these shells are protective shields that the Omega acquires throughout childhood and formative years, carrying into our adulthood to help navigate and function in a mainly patriarchal dominated society but this is really just us adapting and, and toughening up quote unquote to 
to learn how to resist and suppress our deep omega energy because we receive feedback from something in our life that you can't trust your femininity or you need to acquire these shells to just function in the world. So the answer is definitely not to just shame or judge these shells or to like hate them or anything. Like we need to look on them with compassion. Once they know, once we know that they exist and where they are, it requires us to land in compassion and love and understanding for us just using them in the world to receive love and to function really. So I like to use the phrase like, of course, of course I acquired these shells. Of course I acted in this way because X, Y, Z happened and led me to there. And we're adaptive by nature. Humans are. We adapt to circumstances, even if it's not in our long-term best interest. So there's nothing wrong with us if we have these shells. But keeping these shells intact, once we know that they exist, is a choice. It's not going to happen overnight, but once we know that they exist, we will likely not be able to cultivate a relationship with our deep omega, as opposed to just the superficial femininity, until we start to dissolve these shells. And so in my next point, I'm going to talk about how do we start to dissolve these shells. But first, we have to identify that they even exist and where they came from. I think that that's really important. It's like there are some questions that you can ask yourself if you're trying to identify these shells and where they exist for you in your current life. Um, Some of these questions include thinking back to your childhood. When did I start stifling my true fullest self. Maybe you did something in your childhood and you got made fun of by a boy or a girl or a teacher or whatever. You learned that, oh crap, when I fully express myself, it doesn't end well. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep parts of me hidden then. Another question you can ask yourself, when did I start telling myself that masculinity or the qualities of masculinity was more beneficial? When did I start glossing myself to attract men? When did I start believing that boys would only look at my surface and only see the gloss that I put on? And the last question you can ask yourself to start to identify these shells is, has my heart been crushed or hurt by a man that I trusted? Yeah. So those are just some ways to start this process of identifying them. And then in my next point, I'm going to start to, or I'm going to talk about how do we start to actually dissolve them so more of our deep omega can shine through. Yeah, no, this is so good for men as well. To hear? In the same way that you said, it starts with just identification. Men, where is where are the women in your life putting up masculine shells, start to identify it, start to see it, empathize with it, start in the same questions that you asked, men should ask the same thing. Mm -hmm. When did I not allow my partner, when do I not see her true fullest self? Mm -hmm. Where have I been pushing her into masculinity, thinking that that's the better way for her to express herself? When have I asked her to gloss herself for me or for the situation or for whatever? Have you crushed her heart? Look, just think about it, man. And so I think it's a really important practice for men too. It's not something to just be like, yeah, she needs to figure it out because you're such a a co-creator in this, in this space. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So so moving, moving into masculinity, you know, my, my first, uh, 
my first suggestion for deepening a masculine practice or becoming more masculine would pretty simply be lead, be brave, take action somewhere. Quote, the man who does not is the man who thinks too much, who stands back from his life and never lives it. He is caught in a web of pros and cons about his decisions and lost in a labyrinth of reflective meanderings from which he cannot extricate himself. He's afraid to live, to leap into battle. He can only sit on his rock and think. The years pass. He wonders where the time has gone, and he ends by regretting a life of sterility. He is a voyeur, an armchair adventurer. In the world of academia, he is a hair splitter. In the fear of making the wrong decision, he makes none. In the fear of living, he also cannot participate in the joy and pleasure that other people experience in their lived lives. If he is withholding from others and not sharing what he knows, he eventually feels isolated and lonely. To the extent that he has hurt others with his knowledge and technology, in whatever field and in whatever way, by cutting himself off from living relatedness with other human beings, he has cut off his own soul. So this is from an incredible book called The King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, Rediscovering the Archetypes of the Mature Masculine by Robert L. Moore. And this is really referring to a shadow version or a dark version of magician archetype and, and really king archetype. And so why this is so important to me is that I think so many challenges with finding your own masculinity have to do with where you feel sidelined, mm-hmm. either by other more seemingly alpha masculine or by even this like feminist movement where it's like, oh my God, I, I need to sort of like sit back and, and I, I'm walking on eggshells as far as like being a man in the modern world because of all the, the criticism and, and the Me Too movement, which has had so many great, um, you know, accountability moments, but is, is stifling certain balanced mm-hmm. masculinity from <clears throat> manifesting. So what I say is start asking yourself, where are you sitting on the sideline? Our world is filled with criticism and fear of failure, fear of literally everything. So it's safer just to keep to yourself. There is a reason we're drawn to heroes and adventure movies, TV shows, even like certain social media accounts of people who inspire us. It's because those little moments where we witness embodied masculinity, we empathize and we almost experience just a little bit of the buzz. It strikes a chord because that's part of our true nature. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, dude, those potentials are actually within you. Mm -hmm. We are the hero. We are the kings. Or at least we have like the potential to be. If all you do is observe those characteristics, you'll actually start to resent yourself subconsciously because you're not stepping into your possibility, stepping into your potential. So I say just take action on something. Like you don't have to conquer the world. You don't have to create a multi-million dollar business. You can just start taking action of something in your life, small. Get a hold of your health. Mm -hmm. Start working out. Start eating better. Master your own body first. It's like super simple. I mean, it's complicated, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a, you can start tomorrow. You it's can start a process, today. but yeah. the, the, the concept is simple. Change your job. If it's not filling you up or find a greater meaning and purpose in your current job, yeah. start a project, penetrate something, get your hands into something, even taking a class or sharpening your abilities and, and then begin putting them into practice. It's fulfilling. It's rewarding. You feel like a freaking hero of this little lane of your life. How are you stepping into leadership? 
Maybe it's in your family. Provide for something. Provide for someone else. We are meant to lead. We're meant to provide. It's an innate element of masculinity. So really simple. I mean, just some ways to, to even that you can just start right now, like after listening to this podcast, strengthen and, and elicit a stronger masculinity. Slow down. Slow down in the way you speak and in the way you move. Balanced and structured in your voice and your body is masculine. Mm-hmm. Deepen your breath and your voice. Stand up straight and open your chest just to breath. It will emit confidence and safety to yourself as well as the world around you. You can trust your intuition. Slow down. When you do that, it will be picked up by the world around you. Ground yourself. Quite literally, get your feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Super simple ways to just hit into masculinity immediately and then start seeing where you can take control of something in your life. Not in a weird micromanagement, tyrannical way, but in a project adventure driven way. Hey friend, I wanted to change the subject for just a minute to read something really important to you. This is feedback we received from a woman named Kelly, one of our amazing users of Immune Intel AHCC. She says, So I've been taking AHCC for a little bit over a month and my skin has never looked so good. I am 35 and have suffered from hormonal acne since I was a teenager. I thought I would never get rid of my acne. I just had my period and I have absolutely no pimples around my chin or jawline and my melasma is finally clearing up too. I have tried countless prescription and over-the-counter medications and have seen so many dermatologists with little improvement. Also, I feel like my hormones have balanced out. I am less irritable, as well as less inflammation going on in my body, decreased back pain, and bloating. I'm so glad I came across you on Instagram. Thanks for sharing the knowledge. Okay, here's one more, just because they light me up so much to share with you. This beauty is staying anonymous. She says, I learned about Immune Intel AHCC from you on a podcast, and in four months, it helped clear my persistent high-risk HPV that I've had for seven years. I love these two testimonials next to each other because it's a testament to the balancing and normalizing effect that AHCC has in each individual body. One woman was supported with her acne flares and the other had support in clearing her high-risk HPV. I am consistently amazed by the power and intelligence of AHCC. To try Immune Intel for yourself, go to themedicine.com forward slash products or just check the show notes below. Cheers, my love. Yeah, I love those points. I love the those simple ways that you that you offered. Um, I would the thing for me as a feminine when you're talking about slowing down and breathing and opening your chest and standing tall. The reason why that is so masculine is because it emits trustworthiness. Yeah. It emits safety. safety. You can trust me. I am safe. I am strong. Like that is the <laughs> essence really of masculinity. And if you're doing that, you know, even if you don't have a partner, just for yourself, like everyone in your life will feel that, especially if you're in a relationship, 
you want to polarize your partner into more of her feminine, you breathe more, breathe deeply, slow down, deepen your voice, you know, expand your chest, and that will automatically put her into more of her feminine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, I think everybody's stared at somebody in the eyes, if it's like a guy especially who's, maybe maybe they've got uh, an, an addiction, they've got a drinking problem, or they're completely preoccupied with the next thing, they need the next stimuli, and you're looking at them in the eyes, and they're kind of looking around. Mm-hmm. They, they seem a little bit agitated. They seem like it's uncomfortable for them to sit still. That's the opposite of what we're talking about. Yeah. Versus someone who's, I'm fine with just this. Mm-hmm. Like, with just this. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm safe in this space. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. Second point here. Second piece of advice to cultivate more healthy uh, femininity is getting out of your head and into your body. So this quote is from London Angel Winters, one of my favorite teachers in this space. She says, it is so important as Omega to do whatever it takes to stay in touch with your body and not turn to numbing out as a way to to solve romantic problems. If you abandon your connection to your body, you literally lose the ability to meet another body in an inspired way. So what she's pointing out here is sometimes we, as just as people, we have a tendency to want to think through things or we have a tendency to want to numb ourselves, numb our body, numb our feelings when things get hard, right? And, and masculinity, you kind of have to do that to some degree a little bit, you know, kind of numbing, uh, having a denser nervous system because, uh, you know, our ancestors are killing things with their bare hands. Like that is kind of uh, goes along with masculinity. But for the feminine, it requires us to be out of our heads and back into our body. And the thing that I want to kind of highlight here is when we are in our heads, it's almost impossible to connect with your pleasure. And this could be any sort of pleasure. could be sexual for sure, but it could also be any type of other pleasure in your life. So I think every woman will understand (laughs) this example, but and probably some men too, but I think we've all had the experience of engaging in sex with your partner, but your mind is completely preoccupied with other distracting thoughts. You can tell you're up in your head and it doesn't matter what even what you're thinking about. If you're not embodied in your body, if you're not feeling the connection to your body rather than your mind, it literally blocks us from experiencing pleasure and orgasm. So that's just one instance of disconnecting from our body, but that can that can sometimes extrapolate uh, across our life in general. So we could be blocking ourselves from feeling pleasure and being in our body and being in our feels in other aspects of our life, not just sex. But sex is an easy one, an easy example to go to because every woman listening knows that feeling of like, it's not going to happen for me because I'm thinking about so many other things. And you can maybe speak to that too, but um, I know the masculine feels that as well. At least you can. Whenever I've had that situation where I'm like, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm totally up in my head right now. And it literally blocks me from having that connection and pleasure in my body. Yeah, totally. I mean, going back to what I was talking about earlier when it comes to 
freedom is found in the experience of uh, witnessing your partner who's in full presence with you, mm-hmm. who's in their bliss, in their pleasure yeah. with you and, and as a part of you. And so for that, for that not to be the case is definitely felt and noticed by masculinity. Yeah, for sure. And so we can, you know, be blocking our own feelings and magic and pleasure in life in general, especially when we are operating unconsciously and living life through these masculine shells that I talked about in my first point. So in order to start dissolving these masculine shells, we must replace with more omega, more juice, more solo practice to stay connected to our body, to stay connected to that pleasure and magic that we can create. So this is kind of like similar to when, you know, as a health coach, you're helping someone to start to eat healthier. You don't want to focus necessarily on all the things that you don't want to eat or don't want to buy or don't want to put on your plate. Rather, let's focus on filling the plate and our our bodies with more nourishing, delicious, alive, healthy foods. And by default, if you're getting full on those things, there will be less space for those foods that are considered to be more unhealthy. So it's the exact same thing with cultivating more omega. We are filling ourselves with more omega, more magic, more juice. And by default, there is less space for these shells to stay intact. And so I'm going to go through exactly what I mean by that. So what I want everyone to do, if this is resonating with you, if you're a feminine essence and you're really, you know, wanting to create more omega and more solo practice in your life and really and dip into your, your own pleasure and magic more, there are a few questions that I have put together. Then you're going to answer these questions for yourself and it will literally help you create a recipe for engaging in your own solo omega practice. So the questions that you would want to answer for yourself are, what makes me feel beautiful? What makes me feel calm and serene? What makes me feel connected to my body? What makes me feel connected to nature? What makes me feel connected to my intuition? So if you sit down and and sort of like lay these out and and spend some time journaling and really like asking your soul, like really what makes me feel beautiful? For me, it's wearing a flowy dress and movement, appreciating my body, certainly sex and connection with you and dancing. Like all these things make me feel beautiful. But someone listening, your answers might be completely different. And so this is how we are creating our own individual customized recipe for developing omega. So some of my other examples, just to give you an idea, I don't necessarily want yours to be to look exactly like mine, but just to give you an idea of the types of answers. So what makes me feel calm and serene? Soft music, sitting in front of the red light, meditation, beach, laying and walking, reading, and then what makes me feel connected to my body? Self-massage, gratitude, eating nutritious food, conscious breath, yoga, and connected to nature. That would be beach walks or just being at the beach, morning walks in nature, 
grounding, listening to the wind, the birds, or, or having a connection, you know, with an animal like a cat or a dog. What makes me feel connected to my intuition is journaling, meditation, asking my soul questions, and tarot. And I could go on and on, but these are just some examples of my own. So however you answer these questions, you just created your own customized Omega solo practice. Now from here, identify which of these things you can do on a daily basis. For example, I can appreciate my body and give my body um, loving touch and self-massage in the shower every day if I want to. But maybe going to the beach, maybe that's more of like a every other day or a few times a week kind of thing. So identify which things you can do on a daily basis and which things you can do on a weekly basis and do them more. You will find yourself more connected to those things that make you feel beautiful and calm and serene, nature, your intuition, and your body. Like all of those things are so deeply omega. Not once did I mention, you know, makeup and clothes and jewelry and all of this. Like that's the kind of the superficial stuff that has its place as well. But I'm talking about cultivating a relationship with your deep yeah. soul level omega. And that requires you to decide for yourself what makes you feel in connection to all of these things. So the last thing I'll say on this, when in doubt, if you don't know what makes you feel beautiful or connected to nature, et cetera, et cetera, while you're figuring it out, when in doubt, take intentional conscious breaths, connect with your breath and dance to your favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> those two things, everyone can do those two things. And that, it, that will be also connecting you to your Omega. So that, th that's a place to start with dissolving these masculine shells that you have identified. Yeah, no, this is, it's so perfect in, in what I'm about to talk about, which is um, for masculinity to find deeper versions of the masculine, practice holding the flow of the feminine. You've been talking about tapping into the flow of the feminine. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's literally my next step is practice holding the flow of the feminine. John Wineland... Johnny Dubs, JW, <laughs> our main man, eventually going to get him on the podcast. Um, he speaks of this practice where he says masculine practice is about strengthening your nervous system to hold the flow of energy that life is. When he says life, he means feminine. The flow of energy that the feminine is. So one bit of advice that I find myself giving to men like often in order to strengthen their masculinity is go out and find something in their life that emits a very strong feminine energy and throw yourself into it. This doesn't necessarily have to mean like a person or a partner. So it's not like, yeah, she's super feminine. I'm going to go just like throw myself at her and see what happens. <laughs> John Wineland says so much of being masculine is about creating the capacity within yourself to hold the flow to hold the feminine and be able to provide it a safe container to be free and reach its potential. A light bulb provides structure and a container in order for light to shine. Be the light bulb. <laughs> yeah. So we think of masculinity as being brute force in our world. Very alpha, very chest pounding. Mm -hmm. I use this example a lot, but it's like the blacksmith. We look at masculinity like we need to pound the world yeah. and sharpen iron and literally pound her right 
I bet I'm going to pound her. I'm the alpha. I'm going to hit it and quit. You know, it's like this really aggressive version. But but what does the blacksmith do? He creates weapons of harm and and uh, sharpness different from that's toxic masculinity, different from balanced masculine, which is like the potter, the artist who penetrates the clay but just holds a container mm-hmm. for the clay and the movement to be able to manifest, to be able to materialize into something greater. It's penetrating, but it's a penetrating container. Mm-hmm. So by being amongst a strong, balanced feminine, if you surrender to the innate masculine energy within yourself, you will begin to intuitively balance the feminine and reach this polarity. So I actually recommend to men uh, or, or masculine dominant essences to find something in their life that is feminine and fully immerse themselves in it. So this is different than working on like a feminine practice. You know, it's, it's different from like as a masculine practicing your feminine traits, you know, being more gentle, loving, creative. This is actually the practice practice of being able to hold the feminine mm-hmm. with a structure container. So what do I mean by that? So for me, mother nature, the divine mother nature is one of the most feminine environments that I can throw myself into. And when I do, to, pra- to, to, to practice holding it, I try not to dominate nature, you know, like a conquest. I think, you know, example is like, I'm going to tear down this entire forest and create a city of buildings. You know, that's a very <laughs> masculine thing to do with yeah. its interaction to nature. <clears throat> but nor do I frolic through the meadows with a dress on. That's feminine. <laughs> like em- embracing just flowiness of nature is very feminine. And that's freaking awesome. But not in this practice. I just pictured you doing that and it made my day. (laughs) You like that? So instead, I like to calmly step into nature. I like to penetrate nature and allow it to work through me. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a hike or setting out on a journey to reach a peak or a point that requires you to listen and observe nature and take action in order to reach a destination. This is actually a masculine practice. Maybe it's something like gardening where you're providing a container for nature to flourish. It's a masculine practice creating art different from art therapy which is flowy and uh intuitive creating art different from this free-flowing therapy is actually which is more of a feminine practice a specific art project with a plan and a method for creating something is a masculine practice art is generally feminine but stepping into art and providing a structure for a creativity to turn it into something that can be you know this is a really great way of practicing to hold the space of the feminine deepening your masculinity like a potter take the clay and mold it with your hands it's ultimately the freedom of the feminine clay that turns into something but your guiding structure and the container turn the potential of the clay like into a pot or whatever Mm -hmm. i love that so one one last quote (coughs) here this is from lebo grand who i don't really you know know who that is but i really (laughs) like this quote the masculine will always seek freedom but here's the deepest truth i want you to know that freedom is hidden in a woman's sensuality. Hey. So ladies, when you learn to fully embrace and embody your sensuality, the feminine flow we've been talking about, you're inadvertently also setting your man free. Mm-hmm. How good is that? Totally. These practices will strengthen the same energetics, you know, these practices of getting into nature, working on art. It will strengthen the same energetics that are required to hold space, to be the container for the feminine the energy of your partner, your lover, your significant other. This is why it's important to practice this 
and be ready when you receive the sensual surrender of a partner to be able to maintain that container. Mm -hmm. Be the potter, the artist, not the blacksmith. That is where you will find masculine freedom you have been longing for. Mm, I love that so much. It's such a, you explained it so beautifully and perfectly. This is why we will say all the time, probably till death, that it only takes one conscious person to make intentional decisions and, and, and changes to the relationship, to their behavior, to shift completely the dynamic of the relationship. It only takes one person. And this is exactly why. I explained it by, you know, the, the omega, the feminine, leaning into her own femininity more. That will, by default, polarize your man more into his alpha. It has to. And what you're talking about is by the man, uh, and you said it, you know, for, for the women, um, that freedom is hidden in a woman's sensuality. That's what he's saying is yep. when she is in her feminine sensuality, her pleasure, the magic inside of her body, that is freedom for the, for the man, for the masculine and vice versa. So when the man is standing tall and, you know, has his chest out and his breath is steady and he is a, a container of safety and stability and strength that by default polarizes the female or the feminine yeah. into, oh, I can let go. I don't have to hold all of the structure anymore. I don't have to emasculate him to get him to do what I want. I trust him yeah. to, to show up to the relationship, right? And that's kind of a, a, a really common example of the woman providing the structure. She thinks that she yeah. has to provide the structure by emasculating, telling her man what to do, how to do it, when to be, you know, when to be there and all these things. But she doesn't realize that she's actually causing the inadvertent effect of what she doesn't want in a relationship. And why is that freedom? You know, why is it freedom for the masculine? It's not freedom in the way that we think about it with like the American flag and a freaking eagle. You know, it's not yeah. like I'm free to have guns in my yard. It's not that freedom. What, what it is is, I am free to be me, really me. Why? I'm seeing my partner in her bliss because of just me deepening the truest version of me. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm free. Yeah. I and don't have to be anything else. And your partner doesn't even need to know what you're doing. I mean, yeah. you can, you can fill them in. Of course, we, we love communication like that, but you don't have to, to start to see your dynamic in the relationship change. Yeah. All right, we got two more, one for me, yes. one for me. But first, I'm going to go pee. All right. Hey, homies, have you ever wanted to get more medicinal mushrooms into your day, but don't really know where to start? I get it. It can be a really confusing and frustrating place. There's so many brands and spoiler, most of them are filled with grains like rice and oats to bulk up the end product. Now, it's not going to hurt you, but it's completely diluted. That's why we only choose real mushrooms for all of our extracts, because it's just that, only that real mushrooms organic non-gmo and third-party tested multiple times for the beneficial compounds my favorite right now is the tremella she is the beauty queen mushroom supporting deep hydration and glowing skin 
I blend about a half a teaspoon into my coffee every morning and my skin is loving it. To try Real Mushrooms for yourself, go to realmushrooms.com and use the code MIMI, M-I-M-I, for a nice hefty discount. Remember, we only ever share what has made a significant impact in our lives. Enjoy, my loves. All right, and we are back. Okay, so we've talked about identifying masculine shells, just being aware that they're there. And then we also talked about ways to start developing and cultivating a deeper omega relationship by, you know, asking yourself those questions that I laid out. That's more of a long-term developing of a relationship. But I do realize that that is going to take a little time, you know, for people. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be a flip of a switch for most women. So I did want to provide you with something that you can do on a daily basis to intentionally switch, you know, make that transition from your alpha mode to your omega mode, because that is one of the biggest dilemmas that women have. The biggest, um, I would say, the, the one of the hardest parts about being a feminine woman, but also being a successful, quote unquote, successful woman in the world is it requires us to wear our masculine alpha hats quite a bit. And there's, again, nothing wrong with that. It's a mode. But many women don't know how to remove that hat and now go into their relationship or their partnership and show up as the omega essence Mm. feminine that they really are. Yeah. So we see, like, I've seen just a freaking epidemic of women who don't know how to make that switch. So the last point that I'm going to make is really focusing on making an intentional daily transition from alpha mode to omega mode. And uh, I have this quote from Esther Perel, and she says, women and men need to realize that a woman's transition often takes much longer. The caretaker must leave the place of orientation to the needs of others to the place where she focuses on herself. So in this quote, Esther is referring to the transition between mother slash caretaker back into the erotic woman, the woman who wants to be in her body and in her desire. But this this still applies to the concept of transitioning from alpha to omega. So it could be either. So what she's saying is it takes a woman a, an intentional transition, an intentional awareness of, okay, I don't need these qualities anymore. I am transitioning now into my feminine body. So this is, again, this is one of the hardest parts about being a woman, in my opinion. Um, And it's also one of the things that causes the biggest rifts in relationship is, I'm not saying it's only on the woman, but it contributes to the rift forming. It's, you know, when a woman who wears this masculine alpha hat for work and also running her household, like directing kids and getting them into bed and into the bath and lunches and schoolwork and this and that, like it's very alpha. It's, it's nurturing. It can be mothering and feminine at, at times, but it is still very much alpha. You're directing people. You are the strength, the stability, and the leader in the relationship between you and your kids. So if she doesn't know how to remove it before she interacts with her alpha essence partner, this can result in chronic emasculation of the partner, feeling overwhelmed and burnt out, disconnected from your partner, 
And noticing that the spark of your relationship is just completely fizzling out into dust, but you're unsure why. You're like, what the hell? Are We were so on fire for each other when we were dating or even when we got married. What the heck happened? And so it really takes some awareness of, you know, being honest with yourself. Do I make an intentional switch from alpha mode to omega mode? And if the answer is, no, I, I haven't really, start doing this. Even if you think that you maybe don't need to, <laughs> start doing it and just observe how you show up to your relationship in a different way. So when you put your awareness towards an intentional shift, you are literally inviting your own energy to show up differently to the interaction with your masculine. So whether you're in a relationship currently or not, I have this pleasure practice for you that I'm going to, that is going to help you transition, make this transition from either mother caretaker mode or alpha mode into omega mode. So I call this practice finding pleasure in your body. And it's so simple. So simple, in fact, that I think it gets overlooked. It's not a masturbation practice. It can be. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's not necessarily, but if you want to take it there, cool. That'll definitely put you in your pleasure and in your body. Um, So for this, this would be good to do maybe after you get home from work and you know that you don't need your alpha hat anymore. Or maybe after you've wrangled the kids into bed (laughs) and you're like, okay, I want to relax and connect with my partner. So whatever time of the day works best for you. I want you to sit in a quiet environment. It could be maybe outside in your in your backyard or um, in the bath maybe, or maybe even like in your car before you walk inside uh, or, you know, just laying quietly on your bed. So choose what, what works for you. Maybe try a few out and see what feels best. So first I want you to connect with your breath. And what I mean by connect with your breath is just put your awareness there. Focus on the breath that's coming in and out of your nose, filling your belly first, then up into your chest. Make sure it's belly-based breathing, that you are putting your awareness into those spaces that your breath is filling. And so I want you then to take five deep, slow belly breaths. So now I want you to feel into your body, And find three to five places where you feel pleasure. And really try not to overcomplicate this. It can be really, really simple. So maybe you're sitting on your back deck, you're sitting uh, in your yard, or you are on your front porch or whatever. What I mean by finding pleasure in your body is just simply asking what feels really good right now. So it could You know, it could be something like, oh, I feel the warm sun on my cheek. That feels really good. Oh, man, those birds chirping. I hear the birds chirping in my ears, and they're so beautiful. It feels really good. Ooh, there's a soft breeze cooling over my neck. That feels really good. Maybe you have your hands on your thighs, and you feel like my skin is so soft. Wow, that feels really good. Maybe your feet are on the cool cement. Wow, that feels really good on this hot day. 
I feel my feet being cooled by the tile. It feels really good. So these are very, very simple things. And we, at any given moment, should be able to identify areas of our body that feel really good, that we can tune into and put our awareness towards. So this shouldn't feel like work. This shouldn't feel like a drag. This shouldn't feel like, oh, this is so cumbersome. It should feel really good. So sit in those feelings as long as you want or you need before you emerge into your relationship, into the connection with your partner. You can even do this before sex. I do this before sex when I want to make sure that I am out of my head and into my body. I will lay on the yoga mat or sit in the chair in front of the red light and just tune into the parts of my body that feel really good. Combine that with, you know, thinking about you naked and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is how we get out of our head and into our body. So this is a little bit of a bonus, but when, when you come out of this and you're just like feeling so juicy and alive and magical and connected to your body, then go embrace your partner feeling connected to your body and your pleasure and he will feel it. Mm. <laughs> I am very in my feminine. Right <laughs> I was practicing. I'm touching my own thighs. I see that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's awesome. That's freaking gold. And I will have these uh, these practices in the show notes for you guys. If you aren't in a place where you can like write these down or whatever, um, I will put them in the show notes for you. So so check there. That's my pleasure practice. And you can do this every single day if you want to. I mean, this can take five minutes or less. Or it could take 20, whatever you want. But this is how we eject ourselves out of alpha mode and into omega mode. And if the first time you do it, it feels a little weird, feels a little awkward, that's okay. Anytime we take on a new practice, it might feel crunchy. Yeah. It might feel a little bizarre. You might feel a little silly. Do it 10 times and then tell me how you feel. Yeah. No, oh, great point. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All, All right. right. What you got? Your last point here. My last point, my last bit of advice for men or anybody trying to deepen their masculinity is to find the others. So this is a quote from Brendan Schmidt. He has a pretty active like social account where he puts up lots of different quotes and ideas for it's for men mostly on on their own masculinity. But he says without men around him that he trusts to speak in his life, a man will invariably live in the echo chamber of his own mind. Men need accountability, challenge, and to be confronted by truth. These are not found easy in modern life. They are found in brotherhood. Men raised by their mothers frequently feel more comfortable having female friends than they do having other men in their lives. A man who lacks comfortability around other men often lacks comfortability in his own sense of masculinity. Mm. The self-made man is a myth. Achievement in life always involves the support of other people. Through bonds built in brotherhood, a man learns what it means to show up in life as a man. He learns what it means to have other people show up fully for him. These skills are transformative and translate into every facet of life. So, I think one of the biggest challenges for definitely for my life and I think for men just at large is it took a really, really long time to find strong masculine relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we've mentioned this episode a couple times, but episode uh, 97, we go into toxic versions of these various feminine and masculine archetypes. Well, for men, there are fuckboys and oafs all over the place. And that's just two toxic versions of male archetypes. There are the tyrants, the dictators, the emasculated men who are complete pushovers and sitting on the sideline. It can be really hard to actually find masculine brotherhood. And so as the quote mentions, having a tribe of other masculine energies is super important. And there's a few reasons why. Like as I as I think about this, one to experience just growth as an individual, men are more likely to follow through with their plans and ideas when they know other men are looking. It's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> men come together to share ideas, opportunities, and information to sharpen one another in different ways. It's often through challenges of other fellow men that men can really grow. According to David Data, who we've talked about a lot uh, in The Way of the Superior Man, his book, Life as a man is like a constant error correction, making a mistake and correcting it, then making another mistake and correcting it. Men require some feedback and guidance to correct their errors and try to do it through the right way next time. This is how they learn about being a man since they're not as good at <laughs> feeling their way through things like a feminine would be or like a woman would be. Men are not good at making friends and keeping them. They're also don't really know how to ask for help and express how they feel. So this causes them to feel lonely and isolated. I think this is why our world has come to lack really strong role models, fathers, teachers, mm-hmm. etc. And this has made it almost impossible for men to have mentors who teach them how to be sensitive, but strong, courageous without feeling weak or inadequate. So brotherhoods and and masculine communities are really ideal for men to stand up for fellow men to step up become leaders become fathers and mentors of men so this is an i think an ideal way to really help the fatherlessness and the loneliness that Mm -hmm. is riddled throughout our world when it comes to masculinity yeah such good points so how to find others how to find this community because it's not easy so sharing from my own experience it starts with getting really familiar with your own masculinity. You know, yeah, it always starts with you. Always starts with you. So point one and point two for me, start taking action in your life. Take on a project. Start, start really leading in some space. Yeah. <clears throat> Find the feminine. Get familiar with the feminine. Hold the feminine. Let the feminine flow through you in a container great place to start getting familiar with your masculinity second to that take a look at your childhood take a look at your programming i reviewed what did and did not work in my childhood as far as male role models was concerned fathers teachers coaches there were so many good things from my father thank god there were a couple things that i want to maybe show up a little differently in my life but i had a shit ton of bad teachers bad coaches pastor authorities like in the church and shit. (laughs) And so I looked at what did and did not work and clearly identified in things that I wanted to be present in my life and what I did not want to be. I took inventory of who was and who was not aligned with what I felt this new balanced masculine version of myself embodied. And I scrubbed the relationships that no longer supported this. You know what? It meant I pretty much had no friends. (laughs) (laughs) And then for new friends, I had to change my environment. 
I literally quit my job. I had to start a new job. Yeah. I began going to new social places and events. I started only listening and following men like on social media. Yeah. Who met the criteria of my new defined masculinity. I began hanging out with anyone who I felt was aligned. Even if they were like 10 years older. You know, I started hanging out with dads who had wives and kids, but they had lived this really balanced life. You know, a lot of these guys were married. I'm a freaking divorced guy hanging out with family men. But that is what rang true for me. Yeah. I began attending events or joining communities for people that I looked up to. So for instance, I got really into various podcasts. Join a podcast uh, forum where people are bullshitting about, you know, hey, what, what dropped on the episode? And, you know, you, you might find communities through something like online. Other people who listen to the medicine. Yeah. Maybe that's a good spot. Interacting with me, if you want, on social or, mm -hmm. or Megan, like balanced people, people who are aligned. That's literally what I did. Yeah. All of a sudden you realize that there's someone close to you. You start going to events. You go to Paul Check. I look up to him. I, I have listened to him for years. I start going to his events. Not only am I getting the interaction with him face-to-face, -face, who has now become a mentor and a friend, but also the other people who attend the events. Some yeah. of them are local. Some of them now I see personally. It's not quick. It's not overnight. Yeah. But it's this tiered process of starting with you, putting it into practice, cleansing your friend group, stepping into the newness of your redefined masculine community. Yeah. I love that. Those are very real, tangible things that people can start doing. And like you said, it's not going to be a flip of a switch, but I love that you mentioned start with yourself because I think if you are leaning into your own healthy expression of masculinity, you will be better able to identify it in others. So then you can say like, wow, that guy is awesome. I really resonate with what he just said. I am going to you know, position myself in a way like I want to meet him or I want to hang out with him or whatever. But you have to first, you have to be able to identify what healthy masculinity looks like and feels like to be around. And the best place to start and, and really the only place to start is with yourself. So I, I love that you love that you mentioned that. And then, you know, the, the cleansing of relationships and friendships is is not because you hate these people all of a sudden or whatever. It's because you realize that if you don't do this for yourself, who will? If you don't recognize who you want to be and how, mm -hmm. what you want to step into and who you want to become, who is going to figure it out for you, right? Yeah. So it's not because you don't like these people. It's, it's really an act of kindness for yourself and for your future self and maybe future partner. How do you want to be showing up in yeah. life? And sometimes that does require uh, a new different friend group or maybe just one or two like it doesn't have right. to be a huge community it can just be one or two really trustworthy integrous men in your life totally. and uh it it really i think makes a huge difference for a man when you're surrounded by that kind of energy rather than the kind of toxic masculinity form definitely mm -hmm. there are many ways to do this but you know summarizing what we talked about today deepening masculinity Number one, lead, be brave, take action on something Two, hold the flow of feminine, mm -hmm. the feminine energy, baby, hold it, be the container. And then lastly, find the others. 
where is that masculine tribe, that masculine community that is aligned with your best version of your masculine? Love it. And for the feminine, just a real quick run through. We first want to identify our masculine and potentially feminine shells. Secondly, we want to be able to get out of our head and back into our body. This can take time. So be okay with it being a journey and developing a relationship with that deep omega by asking yourself the questions that I laid out that will also be in the show notes. And lastly, in the moment, you can make an intentional daily transition from alpha mode to omega mode anytime you want. And that is more instantaneous uh, as a supplement to the, the long longer term relationship that you're developing with your Omega. So there you have it. There are some ideas uh, for you to hopefully start cultivating um, better masculine and feminine energies, more balanced and healthy to show up in your relationship or future relationship. There was a lot there. <laughs> so take it in pieces if you need to. Of course, there's there's a lot more that we could talk about and that we will continue to talk about. But would love to hear from you guys what you thought of this, if you have anything to add or alter or change up or any questions, or maybe you try these practices and uh, you come back to us and, and let us know how they worked for you. We would love to hear from you. Totally. Mm, so much fun. So much good stuff serious but we're keeping it light too yeah and uh yeah i'm excited to see how these play out for you guys before we go you know what i'm going to ask you i do my love my queen the beautiful blue eyed <laughs> fully in her pleasure <laughs> i am <laughs> what is your medicine today my medicine was our thursday Mmm. So we went to the beach and got a coffee. We got a little keto peanut butter cookie. We sat with our toes in the sand. We talked. We connected. We laughed. We kissed. We cuddled. <laughs> <laughs> we got some movement early in the day, and we're just sitting in this beautiful place that we call home with the sunshine on our bodies. And it's been a little gloomy the last couple of weeks here, and the sunshine has been few and far between. Um, and so it was really nice to have a very sunny morning Thursday with you. I, I absolutely loved it. And it was the perfect start to a great day. Mm, so good. What about you, my love? What is your medicine today? Medicine for me today. And, it, and it's really been medicine this week. But some of the feedback that we've gotten on shows that we've done, uh, you know, people jumping into our DMs or sharing about the podcast or, the, or a guest that we've had on that's been really impactful hearing that they're taking action on some of the things that we're speaking to or suggesting. That is just medicine for me to get that feedback. I love it when um, I see that happening just, just on social. It's great feedback for, you know, what we do and why we do it. So that has been fuel for me. And I'm really, really grateful for everybody who jumps in and gets involved. Love it. Yes. Thank you so much. We, we appreciate every listen, every share. We appreciate you so much. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We are so grateful for you. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. bye. 
If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.